Hi, my name's Clayton, and you're listening to the Isaiah 43 Podcast, where we explore how God has formed us, redeemed us, and how He calls us today. Each week, we will journey through Scripture to understand all that God has done and what exactly His call is for our lives today. Today marks week four of this podcast, which means we've officially made it to a whole month, which is just so awesome. I'm really thankful for your prayers and your support. And I say that every time, but truly just doing this has been a gift. It's certainly been a learning curve for me and something that we are developing and working on as we go along. I want to keep growing and making this better so that we're able to take more away from it every time. I just hope and pray that no matter what we do on this podcast, though, it will always be pleasing to God. But nonetheless, this is an even week. So you know what that means. It means that this is an apologetics week. And again, apologetics is just a defense of the faith. Now, last time we did this, if I'm being honest with you, I wasn't a huge fan of how I did it. Back when I used to teach apologetics Bible study, that was the way that I did it. You read a couple verses from Scripture, you look at what apologetics apologists have said on the topic, and that was Bible study. But after some reflection, I realized, in all honesty, that might not be the best way to tackle this. So like I said in the beginning, I'm still learning and adapting. This week, I want to try something different. I want to ask the question... Why does evil exist? This charge is something we often get as Christians. This question of, if God is all good, then how can evil exist? And honestly, that's a tough question to answer. It's one of the biggest reasons for why people either reject faith all right out, or abandon it altogether. And I'm going to admit that I won't have every perfect theological, theologically on-point answer to this. It's a tough question, like I've already said. So Lord willing, we're going to tackle it a bit by bit throughout the next couple of weeks. Apologetics week, that is. But for now, I want to try this out. We're going to look at only one Bible verse. And then we're going to look at something that a Christian apologist has said. We'll try to make this week a bit more bite-sized compared to the last apologetics week, which I feel like was very heavy-loaded. My goal is for this to be truly beneficial to you in your faith and to help you grow. And I know that I don't learn well when I have a lot of information just dumped on me. And I know a lot of other people don't either. So that's why I wanted to take this slow and easy to try out this method of doing things. If you don't like this, or you do like this method, then good news. You can reach out to us and get in contact with us at theisaiah43podcast at gmail.com. Anyways, without further ado, and any more delays, let's dive into everything for this week. So once again, the question we are asking is, if a good and loving God exists, how can evil exist? I think the first thing that we must understand is that God is good, and He did not create evil, and He cannot do evil. Mankind created evil and caused the fall of humanity. Once we understand that, we can really get into this discussion. And perhaps that might be a topic to dive into later, but unfortunately just not today. Today, I want us to read about a kind of evil that we know all too well about. 
the evil and pain inflicted from one human being to another. Unfortunately, we know all about this pain too well. People hurt us, right? All the time. Sometimes it's something simple and we kind of get over it after a few minutes. Sometimes, however, we can hurt, be hurt by someone for the rest of our lives. And the people in the Bible, they understood this. Especially Joseph of the Old Testament. Joseph was the beloved son of Jacob or Israel. He was his father's favorite son. And his brothers hated him for it, so they sold him into slavery. From there, he went to Egypt and rose up in power, only to fall down and be thrown in prison, and eventually rising back up in prominence once again. Now, long story short, Joseph suffered a lot by the hands of people. If you know the story, then you know that Joseph ends up saving Egypt from famine, as well as his, as his family. They're reunited and reconciled. So that is where our readings pick up today. Genesis 50, verse 20. Before we read that, let's have a quick moment of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for allowing us this last month to be able to gather here and listen to your word proclaimed and just to tackle different subjects. I hope that the meditation of our hearts and the thoughts of our minds are pure and holy to you. That it will not be me or anybody else here listening that is glorified through any of this stuff that we talk about, but only you. Only you, now and forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. And once again this week, I'm returning to the Christian Standard Bible, or the CSB. And so, Genesis 50, verse 20. You planned evil against me. God planned it for good, to bring about the present result, the survival of many people. After all that Joseph has gone through, he still says that God used it for good. Evil took place, and people got hurt. And there were scars that will always be there. But in order for God's good, perfect, and holy will to be done, this had to take place. Joseph didn't know that, but he remained faithful and trusted. And God turned this bad thing that happened to Joseph into something good. Not only did God allow Joseph to reunite with his brothers and the rest of his family, but he also used this to build up the house of Israel, which would eventually usher in the Messiah, in Jesus. And I think we understand this too. Look back at your life. You can see that out of a bad situation, something good did happen. Maybe out of heartbreak you found a better kind of love. Maybe out of pain and trauma, you were able to come to faith. Maybe out of betrayal and lies, you were able to build something better. I know that there are many cancer survivors who have said that after their diagnosis, they were able to find a new appreciation for life. 
that they were able to realize how important family was more than ever before. And then they tell about how they grew closer to them. So we know that even in bad situations, there is some kind of good happening. And it's just the way that God works sometimes. Which I hope will be something we will discuss next time. But anyways, this makes me think of something that I once read. In Lee Strobel's The Case for Faith, he interviews Dr. Peter John Kreeft. Dr. Kreeft brings up a point that I would call the bear, the trap, and the hunter argument. And I think this is something that ties very well into Joseph's story. The argument goes like this. There's a bear in the forest. This bear stumbles upon a bear trap and then gets stuck in it. Then a hunter comes along and he sees the bear. He has compassion on the bear and he wants to set it free. At first he tries to gain its trust, but it just doesn't work. So the only other option left is to shoot it with a tranquilizer. Now the bear, who doesn't know any better, thinks the hunter is about to kill it when he sees the gun being pulled out. Well, the hunter has to shoot the bear with the tranquilizer, and then goes to work on the trap. In order for the bear trap to be opened, the bear has to be pushed further into the trap. If the bear was still somewhat conscious then by that by that point, it would be convinced that it's definitely under attack. Yet in reality, all that's happening is the hunter is trying to set it free. And eventually the hunter does get it out, and lets the bear go and allows it to run free. Now that is the argument paraphrased, of course, but it's an analogy for us and God. We don't always understand the motivations of God. Just like the bear doesn't understand the motivations of the hunter. We have to trust him, just as the bear had to trust the hunter. And that's exactly what Joseph did. Even though he was in the midst of suffering and struggle, especially heartbreak and betrayal, God was working something good to come out of evil and pain. So I hope what you see today is that God can sometimes allow evil in order for something good to happen. It can be difficult to accept. But that's why we need to pray and ask for guidance, as well as dive deeper on our own. That's what I hope you do. I hope you keep praying and keep searching for truth and striving after God. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless.